Hi again friends, welcome to the Bible Project Daily Podcast. And today we're continuing, beginning a new chapter actually. We're in part 194 in the book of Genesis and we're beginning to look at the second half of Genesis chapter 25. And this is episode 263 in the Bible Project Podcast. This huge project to, Lord willing, work together through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And as I said, we're starting a new section today and we're going to be looking at the story of the beginning of the story and the generations following on from Abraham. And I've called the overall title for what we're going to be looking at over the next few podcasts, considering the idea of the sovereignty of God. Now, the Bible appears to teach that it is God who chooses to save people. 2 Thessalonians, for example, in chapter 2, makes that statement that God actually chose you for your salvation, where it says, We ought to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because the God chose you as firstfruits, or in some translations it says, from the beginning, to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, through belief in the truth. Other scriptures like Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 and 1 Peter 1 also uh, take that perspective. So it's clearly there. The debate is how do we understand what exactly that means? And that's where Christianity appears to divide into two schools of thought. Christians of all stripes and persuasions have debated this issue for centuries and I don't expect I'm going to answer it today. I've been on both sides of this perspective. As a young Christian, I adopted one side particularly, and then years later I adopted a second. But really, for probably the last 20 years or so, I am more in a position where I allow the tension between the two schools of thought to exist within my faith. All right, well, let's see if we can throw some light of this from a biblical perspective. And Genesis chapter 5, which we're going to be looking at for the next uh, four or five days, will maybe help us do that. Now we've already looked at the first part of this chapter, and now we're going to begin to look at the second part, which picks up at verse 12. And I'll read to you what it says from that point forward. Now this is the genealogy of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's maidservant, bore to Abraham. And these were the names of the sons of Ishmael, by their names according to their generations. The firstborn of Ishmael, Nabajoth, then Kedar, Adbil, Mibsan, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadar, Tema, Jeter, Naphish, and Kedema. These were the sons of Israel, and these were the names, by their towns and their settlements, Twelve princes according to the nations. These were the years of the life of Ishmael, 137 years, and then he breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people. They dwell from Havilah as far as Shur, which is in the east of Egypt, as you go towards Assyria. He died in the presence of his brethren. So we're dropping out there at verse 18. Now what I want you to notice is that in verse 12 it says this is the genealogy of Ishmael, Abraham's son whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's maidservant, her slave, bore to Abraham. Now the next section 
begins at verse 19 by telling us that this is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son, Abraham begat Isaac. So it's worth just pausing for a section because I want to suggest that the latter part of this chapter is a different section because both of them begin with the phrase, this is the genealogy of. Now if you've been tracking with me through the book of Genesis, you will perhaps have noticed we've come across that expression quite a few times before. As a matter of fact, this expression is going to appear a total of 11 times in the book of Genesis. But the last time we saw it prior to this was back in Genesis chapter 11, where it said these, this is the genealogy or these are the generations of Abraham. So what many Bible experts point out is, that is a point in time in chapter 11, and now in chapter 25 verse 12, that in a sense covers one era, one generational era. Now there's a huge portion of scripture we've just been through focusing on the genealogy of Abraham and subsequently what happened to him and his family. And this next division here only goes from verse 12 through to verse 17. So that in itself is another era and another subject. So what's going on? Well in this case verses 12 to 18 is simply telling us about the descendants of Ishmael. Now he's already tells us in verse 12 very clearly that Ishmael was Abraham's son, but not through his wife Sarah. Remember the story? Sarah couldn't get pregnant, so she said, take my handmaid Hagar and have a child by her. Now according to the rules and regulations of the day, that was totally acceptable, and he could, have had a, and, he could and did have a, a son through Hagar, and that could have been his son. But God reminded him that his only son in terms of the blessing would come through his wife, Sarah. So he had a son by Sarah's handmaid, Hagar, and it is that son, Ishmael, and the generations, the family line that are being mentioned here. Now this is critical to understand what's going on in this passage because what he's doing in verse, the writer's doing in verses 13 through to 18 is basically saying these are the names, all the children of Ishmael and he lists them by name. And then he goes on to say what they did, where they ended up. Now this has got quite a lot of significance, this small passage in the overall book of Genesis. Sure enough, we see Ishmael had 12 sons and they all go out and eventually become nations on what we would today would call the Middle East. Therefore, this passage is telling us what happened to his descendants is that they settled down in the East. In other words, that they became what we today call the Arab tribes. But it's also pointing out that the Lord, by doing that, is also fulfilling part of his promise. And that's the point. Because... These verses show us that God, or remind us that God promised that Ishmael would produce sons that would produce nations, and the passage is telling us that he had 12 sons. Now that's really interesting, because Abraham, of course, was told he would be the father of many, quote, many nations. Okay, so next time we'll take a look at the second part of the passage, and we'll consider the genealogy of Isaac. Hope to see you back here next day, tomorrow for me, next day, whatever that is for you. Thank you for joining me, and I hope to see you back here in the Bible Project Daily Podcast. Bye-bye for now.